afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Dave and Eric from Team Powerhouse, Cobalt Banker. We are so happy to have you here on the PowerCast every Tuesday, 5 o'clock. We have a couple of great things to share with you. First of all, we want to apologize for the change in venue and change in what we're talking about. Our good friend Ian from Vanguard Cigar Club, unfortunately, last minute we had to make a change. We'll be back. We will be back in his place sometime in the next couple of weeks. Just not next week. Just not next week. We have a very exciting guest next week. We'll talk about that in a few. Yes. Um, but uh, definitely very exciting couple of weeks coming up on the show. So we apologize for the change in events, but we have some great things to share with you. Please, if you're watching live on YouTube, go to our YouTube station if you're not already. Subscribe to Team Powerhouse Real Estate. We'd love to have you watching us there. We also have, of course, our Instagram page, Team Powerhouse Real Estate. We have our Facebook page. We have Dave Lamel. We have Team Powerhouse Real Estate. TikTok. We have TikTok. Yes, our TikTok, Team Powerhouse. Are we up to 10,000 yet? On TikTok, we don't. Okay. I would love to get 1,000 people on TikTok. And I know that our friend Puff from Camouflage Clothing is going to help us do that as well. She was great to have on the show last week. She was funny. Uh, had some good laughs, and what a, an amazing entrepreneur she is, honestly. I was so impressed with her. Um, that being said, nice. we have a handful of things to talk about. Uh, first of all, we'll just brief on next week's show. Eric, why don't you take that away for us? Yeah, so um, next week we will have um, Peter Anthony, um, Peter who Anthony. is a, um, uh actor, producer, director. Um, he's a, he's a cinema uh, cinema. Uh, Cinematographic. He's a cinematic. He's a cinematic uh, entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Um, he's he's venturing. Well, he's actually been doing it for for a couple of years now. Um, he's venturing into um, independent filmmaking, fan films, yeah. if you would. And uh, I'm proud. I'm proud to know that he does this stuff. It's not only cool. that, but it's Eric's cousin, which is even cooler. Um, and, I was trying to keep that a secret. Well, that was, we were going to reveal it on the show. Oh uh, my! Oh my! Apologies. I didn't <laughs> no, it's okay. Great guy. Very excited to have him on. He's got a horror film coming up. I heard you spoke to him. Yeah. I did speak to him. Imagine yeah. if he can come uh, Thursday night to have a little more chat with him. I was in the airport and I was talking to him. I didn't only had a few minutes to chat with him, but we're going to be reconnecting on Thursday, get a little more information, and then have him live in the show. I know he was on uh, Jonathan's radio show. Yeah, he was. How'd I that go, Jonathan? It went pretty well. We talked about horror movies and such that I'm pretty sure David would be too afraid to watch. You know, I am definitely on the... Uh, I'll call it sissier side when it comes to horror. I have to remind myself that the things are not real. That's the part that I have to, I have to get my own mind. You have to remind yourself? I have to remind myself what I'm watching is not real, even though it looks so real. I never understood how to make these things happen. It's unbelievable. I'm pretty sure, even at your advanced age, that if a guy was chasing you with a chainsaw, you'd be able to get away. It's funny you say that because I would tell people, if you see me running, something's wrong. Because I don't run very often. If I'm running, you want to be in front of me. Trust me. Something I've, I've never happening. seen you run. I've seen you walk <laughs> fast, but I've never seen you run. Walking fast I can do, but running is definitely not my uh, category of greatness. I've seen David running before when I saw a snake. That's true. <laughs> when you saw a snake, I definitely ran. When it comes to snakes, I, I'll run. And that's one of the things that you should know. That So snakes and chainsaws, got it. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Snakes and Chainsaws. That, that's another funny episode to have right there. No, but we had um, Peter talk about um, how he makes the effects and stuff. So he'll definitely talk about that on your show if you ask him. We're have, it's going to be a Halloween spectacular show. First time ever. Oh, that's right. Halloween's coming up. Halloween is coming up. It's a horror film spectacular with a, nonetheless, a very impressive, impressive person to have on the show. 
So that being said, you're going to go trick or treating. Uh, you know, I am actually going to go trick or treating this year because my daughter. Yeah, you haven't trick or treated in a while. I haven't trick or treated in a long time. Our daughter, who's three, uh, Drew, and uh, she's actually very excited about Halloween. Um, nice. Where's she, she going as? You she, know I be- I'm almost positive it's going to be from, of course, your favorite movie, Frozen, one of her favorite movies. Right. She is going to go as the blonde. Oh my gosh. The An- blonde. Not Anna, but Elsa. Elsa is going to be, she's I got a wig for her. We were out shopping uh, a couple weeks ago, and then this, I think we were at Target. Target. We, Target. We had, they had this yeah. wig that was so cute, and I bought it. And I said, when we got home and I put it on her, she got in the mirror and you could just see the smile on her face. It was, I'm, it was unbelievable. She loved it. She didn't want to take it off. Anyway, so we're going to be Elsa for Halloween this year. Cool. Now, um, um, uh, you had mentioned you were talking to Pete while yes. you were at the airport. I w- yes, I was at the airport. I was Coming at, back from? I just came back from Kentucky. Uh, if you are interested in bourbon, let me tell you something. And I mean bourbon. You enjoy drinking bourbon. You have to make it out to Kentucky. It is bourbon country. I helped my buddy Chris and a friend of his, Aaron, to go to the bourbon trail. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Um, I became educated on levels that I never even knew existed when it came to bourbon. The actual way it's processed from the beginning of like nothing, corn, wheat, rye. Right. The differences in how, you know, you the barrels, mix. barrels. Yeah, the, mixing stuff. and matching of the different things. And all these, we went to about 15 different distilleries. Either we went on tastings and tours or just tastings. Um, and I'll tell this you. Is this is all in one day? No. We went, actually flew out Friday morning, uh, 6 a.m. We got a flight. We arrived by 12 o'clock. We had a little layover. By 2 o'clock, we got into our first distillery. We went to um, Buffalo Trace. was our first uh, distillery. Is that Pappy? They make Pappy. They do make cool. Pappy, yeah. yeah. And it was unbelievable. They, they mean, there was – just amazing as to what the process, you know, you walk around these uh, distilleries and, they, and you go to this thing called the Rickhouse with these huge buildings where the barrels are stored. And um, you can smell this smell of like deliciousness. It smelled like baking bread. It was just unbelievable. I, again, if you're interested, you know what we got to do? We got to bring somebody on the show who's a bourbon expert. We to, fly them up from Kentucky or? I would actually, <laughs> I would actually consider doing that. That'd be kind of cool because these guys are so solid. There was this actually guy named Austin from Bardstown Distillery, which is the number seven, the seventh the largest distillery in the, in the country. Um, one thing I also learned about bourbon, if you don't know already, in order to be a bourbon, guess where it has to be made? USA. In the USA, which is also very cool. And 95% of bourbon is made. Now, what is it if it's made outside of the USA? It's a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned a lot more things than I, my buddy Chris is probably smiling right now, listening. And you know, uh, if you're Pat's assuming he's watching, he probably <laughs> is watching, listening. I would hope that he is. And if he's not, we'll make sure that he gets to hear this one here. But um, it's definitely some things that it, it's amazing, just amazing. I can definitely go on and on about it. Um, so we should either get a, you know, um, a local, a local expert on it. Lucky from, local expert, not just necessarily bourbon, maybe just a couple of other. Maybe bring in a uh, beer, someone who knows how to make beer and does a distillery over here in Connecticut. That would be cool. Yeah. Some local uh, a microbrewery. Yeah. Or, hey, maybe we'll even get to do it on, uh, on location. One. If, you're at, if you're watching the show, okay, if you're interested in this having a bourbon uh, episode, if you're interested in this having uh, a microbrew, microbrewery on the show, or you maybe do a live one of there, please let us know. Tell us where you'd like to go live from, any kind of questions you have about anything in that category. 
we'd love to make that happen for you guys. It's a lot of fun and uh, learn a lot. Yeah, if you're interested in seeing Dave drunk, intoxicated uh, on bourbon, feel free. Well, that definitely Let's happened. Do it. That definitely happened. Um, definitely happened. I'm gonna leave you have videos that. from the trip? Uh, there might be a couple of photos or videos that are out or not that may have occurred or didn't uh, okay. along the process. But I will tell you also, the food was fantastic. We tried to do a lot of local eateries. Um, there's this place called Mammy's we found um, that did this phenomenal yummy food. Is anybody uh, tuning Jonathan's in Jonathan's laughing. Yeah, Danny said we should go live at Hooters. Uh, that's my son, Danny. Uh, live at Hooters. We could definitely we could do a, uh, a Hooters uh, debut. Maybe. Uh, Danny loved Hooters growing up. Uh, his favorite food there was the uh, uh, the cheese. Uh, what's it called? Uh, no idea. I've never been to a Hooters. Grilled stuff. cheese and yeah, okay. Grilled cheese I'm and curly fries. Really, never. And to God, I've never been to a Hooters. I think it's definitely something that has yeah. to be experienced. All right. Anyway, so getting off topic over here, let's talk about real estate a little bit. Um, definitely, we can go back to the alcohol because if we can talk about that and enjoy the conversations about it. Um, so let's talk about real estate this year and what's been happening a little bit. I know not every time we want to talk about real estate because we like to bring things on. They're exciting shows with local vendors. Um, what Eric and I as realtors are predicting for this year and what's happened over this year in real estate. Um, what we can tell you is the national median for home prices have risen at least 10% in 2021. So if you have sold a house. But that's going to vary. It's definitely going to vary. Um, for those mm -hmm. folks that are like, okay, well, you know, if you're expecting that you're going to be going to see a house in Cheshire or Madison or Clinton or something like that, and you're expecting a 10% increase from last year's market, that's remember that 10% that Dave's talking about is an average, right? It's, it's a national average, right? It's probably going to be, be higher, higher in some yeah, places. Definitely yeah. much, good point. Definitely good point. Uh, we definitely, you I actually, don't want our folks to be misled, right? Yeah. <laughs> Towns where the uh, school ratings are higher tend to sell much higher. Uh, it's one of those things that people look at all the time. If you're in a town where the school systems are a hot topic, you know, it's interesting as you bring that up. Um, how many times we talk to people from out of state who are coming in here and they have a list of towns that they are targeting based on school systems, right? right. Um, and with that being said, those are the first ones to kind of go. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're looking at at least 10%. We think that'll be, it's been happening from 2021 based on our statistics, but I definitely agree with you. If I was, what do you say? If you were to tell me the hot towns, would you say 15%, 20%? Um, for year to year, you mean? Well, let's go from 20 to 2021. Yeah. Year to year. Um, I, I would say now I haven't had folks in every market. So, um, but I know. For instance, South Windsor. Yes. South Windsor, um, not a town that you would have like immediately come to the conclusion had a great school system, yeah. but fantastic school they system. Do. Yeah. And it's 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 a bumper crop. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, um, I, I've been showing that? houses in in South Windsor, which is not an, exactly right around the corner. No. But um, been showing houses there for the better part of three or four months now, uh, with a couple of groups and. Uh, you can't get anything. You Pretty, can't get anything. It's it's amazing how there's different areas across the state, Harford County, Litchfield County, Haven County, Fairfield County. Uh, the market has changed so much in a lot of these counties where Fairfield County, uh, a couple of years ago, you couldn't sell a house there. There were houses that were vacant everywhere. And now, boom, explosion. Yep. Um, and then even 
towns like Waterbury, Meriden, boom, explosion. You were just making offers in a house in Meriden, multiple offer situations in every yep. house. He had a buyer putting down, you ready for this? Actually, you tell him. No, um, a buyer putting down um, $80,000. $80,000. And what was the asking price? Uh, two, $210. So it was $209. Uh, we were 15K over ask. Um, with $80,000 down, giving him a $5,000 deposit at the onset and another $15,000 deposit after a successful inspection, which would have, which should have um, been sweet and easy. Told the seller, this is a very serious buyer, not walking away from a huge chunk of cash. And we still didn't get it. Didn't get that 80,000. That's almost 50%. Yeah. That might be like 40%. And on top of that, you have an offer of 15 over asking. This is just in craziness. And you know what, what's another thing I'm going to see in 2022? I expect it to go up another 5 maybe to 10%. I'm going to guess at least in the national For next year? Yeah, for next year. I think at least 5 to 10%. But it's going to be an interesting situation because right now we have no inventory. It's the fall, and there's so many people shopping. And with that being said, we need homes. We need homes for the winter market for these people because if you're thinking – right now the most serious buyers, they're not ready for school, they're not – you know, needing for any specific reason other than they need a house. Uh, I've got a handful of buyers myself that are looking right now. We just closed on their house. They're living with family. Um, and they've been stressed out the whole time getting to this process. Yep. Um, don't be stressed out. Relax. We got you. We're going to help you get through it. It's important to trust your realtors, whoever they are. And hopefully that with their experience and knowledge, you're going to feel more comfortable through that process. One of my clients asked me, a couple of them have actually, Asked me, they, um, they they asked me, do you expect a crash? You know, do you think that like we should wait and then there's going to be like what happened in 2008 where people are just going to just um, default, right? You know, people that are buying houses for whatever the reasons, and I'm sure they're all valid reasons that people are buying houses, uh, whether it's the exodus from New York or you know whatever it is. Um, but I told them, I said, I don't foresee it being the same. I you agree know? with you 100%. I don't foresee it being the same. And I know we had talked about it before the show. Yes. And you had looked up some of the Statistics. some of the reasons yeah. on why that is. We're looking at, we're, we're short by 4.5 million homes in this country. We're 4.5 million homes short, okay? Which means it's going to take four to five years at least for the market to kind of settle. So is that the number of buyers versus the number of homes available? Oh, yeah. That means that we need like at least 4.5 million homes at least. To, 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 there's so many buyers shopping in all markets, in all states. Our buddy, uh, Brad in Pennsylvania over there, they're dying. They're dying for, for inventory. They got people coming from all over all over yeah. the states. To and the funny thing is we thought, we thought last year was crazy. So I was looking at some stats. So um, uh, for March of 2020, the average days on market for a house was 29 days. Which remember that's a national average, right? right? So you're going to see you're going to have homes that are on the market for two days. Yes. You're going to have market houses on the market for 120 days, right? You know, so it's those longer houses that bring the curve down. Yes. April of 2021, it was that the uh, average days on market was 17 days. That's a national average. That is ridiculously that is, short, especially would you have let's say the Midwest and the southern states compared to what's going in the northeast over here um and oh, I, florida you can't 
forget about it. Right. Forget about it. Homes are, it's, it's I know the, the license is reciprocal, right? I'm thinking of, uh, they are <laughs> reciprocal at, to a point you got to, what does reciprocal mean? You need, you can use it in both spaces, but more important, you got to get, you still the, have to take the test, the state test you have to take for sure, which so, makes and, sense because they do things a little differently down there. So, um, and, and I, I'd be interested in knowing what the average. So it also said that the average listing had five offers, minimum five offers. And you and I both know that. And the, the better the property, the more the offers, all of that. So the houses that have been on the market for a while, they're not going to have multiples, or they may have one or two. Right. You know? um, I'd be interested in knowing what the average number of offers was on a house in 2020 versus 2019, you know. Well, we should check that out. I definitely review. I, I can say that 2019 to 2020, it was, let's say, an average of 30 days in the market, right? right. And it went from 30 to like one day because yeah. we were so short on inventory, especially here in the Northeast in Connecticut. Yeah. It became after when COVID hit, as you all know, everybody shut their doors. And once that door shut, there were still people that had to buy a house. And when people still need to buy a house and the market being shut down for a, what, a week or two, it went chaos because it's now a house comes in the market, boom, everybody comes running to that house. Um, it's going to be the same way for four or five years. If So going back to your original question, your friend at the, or when your client's talking, do not hold back. You're just going to pay more money. If you're waiting to buy a house, you're going to pay more money or the same. It's and who gonna, knows what the rates are going to be? It's going to be – well, you have the rates. I mean with, with the um, uh, with the market being the way it is uh, – uh, interest rates or may or may not go down. I don't know, but with inflation and everything, who knows, you know, they're talking about, um, in a worst case scenario, you know, you may, you may bump up some, right. You know, but yeah, is it, is it still worth it at that point? I would imagine it is all day long because the houses are just holding their value. Well, it's like going to the grocery store, it, the cost of fruit and vegetables more than ever been before. Would you stop eating fruit, fruits and vegetables? No, oh. that might be different for you because I know how much well, you no. love. Yeah, fruits and vegetables <laughs> are fine in my house. They don't, they don't last very long because they don't get there. Um, no, but it was like when I <clears throat> when I worked on uh, on Wall Street briefly, um, 15 years or so, um, it was like, you know, Microsoft stock. It was like, okay, well, it's a little high. You know, it's a, it's a little high. I'll wait till it comes down yeah. and then I'll buy it. You know, and the right. same thing with Pfizer and with Apple. And, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, never came down. Right. So. Now it's <laughs> so I never uh, jumped on it. Right. Absolutely. You got to buy right. Buy today, or you never know what tomorrow's going to be. Right. Might do have Microsoft though. Hey, and Disney. Disney did well. Disney is always a good stock. You know, when that market crashed, that was a great time to buy it because it's going to only go up. Disney is a place yeah. that everybody loves to go to. If you've never been to Disney, I mean, that's a place that everybody just smiles and is full of. Never Love. been. No? Never been. We're actually thinking about taking Drew down there a little early. We took Danny down when he was eight. Uh, we thought we'd be good to wait so he could enjoy it more. I think that uh, girls maybe mature faster a little bit than boys do. Just a possibility. So you're saying the equivalent of, of an eight-year-old boy is a four-year-old girl? I'm going to say that might be close. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say so. I think that they also – that whole Disney princess thing. They get a lot of complaints from the men out I there. I might get a lot. <laughs> but they might also agree. And they might say, you know what? If I have a daughter today, then I'm going to be different than my son right. was. Uh, or not. Um, let's you see. just want to get back. That's why. Yeah. I definitely want to go back to Disney. I think it's a lot. It's just one of those places when you go there, you're just in a good mood. You're just happy. And it, maybe we could do a family trip together. That'd be kind of cool. I don't do Disney. We did Universal. Well, Disney, Universal, Epcot, the whole, I call it Disney's all whole, but I know it's different. I definitely is different. But we're off topic. We are off topic. And I apologize. This is about real estate. This is about real estate. It's about family. It's about fun. We have any questions coming out Pat there? Pat Pagana hey, has a question. Pat. Who benefits most on this market? 
first time buyers or not? You want to answer that one or should I try? Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's got, so it's funny because uh, the second time buyer, so first time buyer is probably buying like a starter house right. or something like that. So their cost variables are going to be lower. That's a good if point. If you're talking about who's a second buyer or third time buyer, um, they're either on the way up where they're upsizing their house uh, or and, they're downsizing. And if they're on the, they've got the equity in their house because they're making so much money. So they actually almost making a lateral move because they're putting more money down that they have available to. So let's say somebody – I'm talking so fast. I apologize. No. So let's, somebody, let's say somebody bought their first house. Eh, let's say 200 two and a quarter or 150 to 250 right? They're selling their house now. They're making 25% of their home. And they've probably paid their house down over the last five to seven years if they've lived that long there. They've got a decent amount of money to put down. And their next house they're buying is between probably $350 and $450 on average. They're going down to that four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bathroom, a little more property. Maybe they got two-car garage versus one. And they've got the ability to buy that house. And their mortgage payment is not that much higher than it was before. No, fact, because if they bought 10 years ago, yes. they weren't buying at the rates that there are now. That's right. So unless they had an eight – 8,000 credit score and right. you know, we're putting 20% down, Yes, then their mortgage was probably not what it, what it would be in today's, today's interest I, rates. I agree with you 100%. And 8,000 credit score would be amazing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure. You know, I hear that the number changes in the credit score. What exactly is the highest? I was told at one point 800, then 820, then 850. I don't even know what the highest credit score you can get is. I have an, I'm working with an 801 right now. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You never see people in 800 to credit score. You don't need it. But if you have it, basically you're like, uh, I don't know, like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. You can do whatever yeah. you want. Da -da 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 -da. Anyway. Yeah, that was not the song. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get where you were going with that. You didn't make it. <laughs> um, all right. So the current, let's talk about uh, the market and what happened in 2008 to 2010. The market crashed, right? And there was a housing. But why? What? But why? But why? Uh, we had more real estate, we had more homes in the market than ever before. And what happened was you can get a real estate, you can get your house and buy a house basically with, with a crayon and a pencil and <laughs> nobody had to verify income and anything like that. Where today, to actually get a loan, you need to have a handful of items you need to have. All right. First of all, let's go back to there was well, something they do away with some of the loans that right. kind of caused yep. that. Yep. Subprime, good point. Uh, yeah. And people were overstretching their budgets. Absolutely. Because you could, no one checked on it. Um, today, the people who are checking on you, the mortgage brokers, the underwriters, the government, they have these loan to value that you have to keep up with. You have to debt to income. Uh, you have to make sure that your income documentation is all meeting the guidelines for the government in order to get a mortgage. And with that being said, that makes it difficult to get a mortgage today, much harder than it ever was before. So in order to buy a house, you are verified, 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 right? Yep. We had Mandy on here, Mandy Miller, guaranteed rate. We had Michael Cristoforo. Guaranteed rate. Love the company, by the way. And we had Jose Vladimir Lopez on here talking about all the things that are going on in buying a house today. Uh, and it's really about making sure that you can buy a house, right? Yeah. Um, remember, um, uh, uh, we were talking about, remember um, March, April, May of last year, where they were doing verification of employment yes. on the day of closing. Yes. On the day of closing. They wanted to make sure you still had a job. Yep. You weren't skipping town. Yeah, things. Were, I mean, employment was so fluid. Yes, that that um, you know people were like, "Yeah, no, you're not getting this loan until we can verify that you still have a job, the same job you started this process right. with." Yeah. on the day of the closing, it made things a little stressful because getting some 
in touch with sometimes these employers. Like if you work at Yale and you were have the uh, what's it called over there, the um, human resource department. Yep. Somebody's out. And that was it. Well, that was the thing is, is at least in some of the early stages or when there was the actual shutdown, yeah. you couldn't call the HRs because the HRs weren't at work. Nobody was there. They were working from home yes. or they weren't working at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it pushed closings a little bit. Too. It definitely yeah. created a lot of drama for us. We don't like drama. We like to keep things very smooth and fluid. fluid. Not for us, for you. For you. For Not you. For, us. for both of us, absolutely, because – your stress is our stress. It's our yeah, but it's our job to, to, to minimize your stress. Absolutely, as much as we can. Take those grenades out of the equation. Um, talking about – Put in what? <laughs> put in a uh, smile on your face. Smiles. There Smiles you on your face. we got five minutes left over here, Jonathan. Five minutes. Down. Get the uh, five-minute warning. All right, five-minute warning. So let's talk about the supply in 2006. We had an, a record overbuilt amount of overbuilt homes, 2.1 million homes were in surplus back in 2006, which of course- Is that new builds? New builds. Wow. And which created, of course, that problem we had where the market crashed, right? Uh, in today's market, we're looking at over here a shortage. We talked about this before early in the conversation. 4.8 million homes shortage. I think it's yeah. a five. 4.8 million homes are in shortage today, which creates a- phenomena or chaos in our real estate market. But that being said, don't be discouraged because you know what? You're going to get a home. You may go at it and be there two, three, four, five times making offers. Listen to your realtor. Come as equipped as possible financially. Make sure you have plenty of cash in hand. You're going to need the deposit. You need the closing cost money. You need to make sure that you are ready Inspection to go money. right here, ready to go. Inspection money, appraisal money. Exactly right. I the tiger. And with that being said, when you're ready to go, you're going to put everything in a way that the seller is going to see it and go, you know what? That's my buyer. That's my buyer because they love my house as much as we did. Or we love that buyer because they made us the best offer. Remember, the highest offer is not always the best offer. Almost always, but not always. Conditions comply. Well, but then yeah. look at your buyer just now. Oh my God, they put out $80,000. Right. But the terms, you know, sometimes it's the terms, you know, some folks are giving uh, money above the appraisal. Right. You know, that is some are waiving the inspection altogether. I could see waiving an inspection if you have city water, city sewer, the house is built fairly. Re well, actually, no, I'll be honest with you, the best homes, in my opinion, that were built between the 40s and 80s. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah. the majority of the houses that we see yes. are mid-century. Yeah. 40s, by far mid-century. 40s to 80s are the best built homes, in my opinion. Somewhere between the 80s and 90s, what happened was they started building homes so much faster, right? And they were uh, the quality of construction. People own those houses have to do so much more work to those houses when they live there. They found that to be a little bit less insulated. They didn't use as good windows as they used before. They replaced their roof sooner. Um, so those people really took a hit on the chin between 80s and 90s, right. I think, with you know the construction they had in their houses. They were building homes boom, 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 boom so fast. Anyway, all right. So we want to thank you so much for being with us today. Please and thank you so much. Join us every week, every Tuesday, 5 o'clock. We have a special gift to offer every week if you're watching, listening. If you've signed up with us on Instagram, right, please do that if you haven't done so. Please share it with your friends and family. We love to be in front of you. We love talking with you. We want to answer your questions. By the way, I'm not sure you got all the past questions. I forgot what those questions were. Was there any more questions we should have finished asking? No, we're good? Okay. Um, so 
Thank you, Pat, by the way, for asking questions. We appreciate that very much. Um, follow us on TikTok. Team Powerhouse. Team Powerhouse. Oh my gosh. Team, team Powerhouse Sales. Yes. Uh, please follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. We have a team page, my personal page, Eric's page. Follow us. Watch us and reach out to us if you have any questions. Don't hesitate. Um, we're always going to be here for you. And don't forget, um, if there is interest in the bourbon or microbrewery yeah. yes. uh, subject, let us know because I, I would totally like to do one of those. There's a guy, by the way, in Cheshire. His name is Ron. He uh, owns Premier, him and Donna. They're such nice people. Right. He's a pretty knowledgeable guy when it comes to bourbon, scotch, and whiskeys. I will tell you, um, he's the kind of guy that every time you walk in there, if there's something you want, he will get it for you. And one more thing about Ron. We were actually in bourbon country, and my buddy Chris was like, hey, Ron, do you have this, or can you get this? He's like, got it, went over, showed it to him. Right. We're, we're at Four Roses, and they have this like uh, special edition. I forgot which one it was. So maybe we'll bring on Ron from Premier. Or, or any maybe we'll do it from there. Ooh, that could be a cool with idea. The, with the cooler or something? Yeah. Maybe do a tasting cool. while we're actually there. I'm going to have to talk to Ron about that, yeah. see if he's up for it. Yeah. Do a tasting at the place and have a live show. Yeah, that'd be nice, if anybody out there is involved in this industry and can help us out or wants to be on spotlighted here on the show, please let us know. We want to bring you guys out here to have some fun with us. And uh, we're excited to see you next week. Bring it on your, your cousin over there. That'd be awesome. It could be a lot of fun. And his name again is? Peter Anthony. Peter Anthony. Love it. All right, Jonathan, who we got this week up for a tumbler? We have. I don't hear the spin. Yeah, I don't hear the spin. You don't hear the spin. Um, Chaos is a ladder 75. I assume this person is from TikTok. I will send them a message love right it. now. All right. If you are listening to the show. Dave. Yes. Mute your phone. That's My mine. Phone? Eric, it's, mute it's your phone. It's out of reach. I can't get to it. <laughs> Maybe that's Chaos is a, is a ladder The sooner so we wrap up, the sooner that phone will stop making noises. So go. All right, fine. All right, so thank you so much for joining us here today. It is Tuesday. Next week is our Halloween special. Um, sorry about the mishap with today's uh, episode, not being at the Vanguard Cigar Club. We're going to get back to you with Aaron, uh, with Ian. Well, we'll definitely reschedule that because I was looking forward to it. I can't wait to get back there. He's a great guy. I haven't guy. had a cigar since the ones he brought in. So. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Definitely good mm. stuff. Thank you so much again for joining us here today, and I want to wish you a wonderful evening. Thank you so much, and good night. Mm.